I hope you guys are having a great, great, great afternoon, a great Sunday. Hope you had an awesome Thanksgiving. So great to see all of you. It's awesome to have our students in the house with us today. Very excited about what's going on on this Sunday. To get us going, um, I just have a few minutes of of, uh, conversation I want to have. Um, Get us thinking in the right direction for today. Has anybody ever heard of signing day in high school sports? Anybody ever heard of signing day? Yeah, anybody in the room? So uh, yeah, a couple people are clapping. That's fun. So um, signing day, East Cobb is in Cobb County, and not just East Cobb. Cobb County in general produces a lot of awesome student athletes. We've got a lot of them in the room right now. Guys, girls playing all kinds of sports. And so understandably, students, as they get towards the end of high school, are getting offers from colleges, um, sometimes more than one, uh, colleges around the country to come play their sport at their school. And signing day is the day where an athlete will decide, I'm going to this school. I'm accepting this offer. And it can be like a really big deal, like big fanfare. I Googled just random um, signing day. There's an example. So this kid went to Manor senior, whatever that is, uh, senior high school, and, um, but has decided he's going to go play f- football at Pitt and signing day. And so, you know, you sign the deal, you put on the hat, and uh, it's this huge celebration of now I belong to this school. Now my allegiance is to this school. I was a Pope, a baseball player, but now I'm a Georgia Southern, whatever they are, Eagle, and that's where I belong now, and that's who I'm playing for. It's, uh, it's signing day, and it's a really big deal. It's a public demonstration. I'm saying my allegiance now is to this school. And today, what you are here, you're experiencing, and in case you haven't ever experienced it before, um, is Christian signing day. That's about what you're about to experience Today it is like this unique, unique practice in church and in Christianity where not just a young person, but a person of any age says, I now belong to Jesus. I'm declaring my allegiance for Jesus. I've put my faith in Jesus. Uh, we've been in a series for a couple of weeks called Church Words, and this is what we've kind of been doing, is exploring some of these church words. Some of you have been hearing some of these words your whole life because you grew up in church, but you never really... We're told what they mean or why we practice these certain things. Things like worship. Why do we sing and worship every single time we're here? Things like communion. We talked about that last week. And today we're, we're, we're experiencing baptism together today. And I'm really excited about it. Baptism, it comes from the Greek word baptizo or some variations of it that mean to immerse in water. Um, you know, you could have just called it dunking, but that didn't feel very churchy. So they're like, no, let's just call it baptism, you know? Um, sounds like, no, we should baptize. Uh, but baptism, it literally comes from the Greek word to, to, to dunk in water. And we do it in church when someone places their faith in Jesus and we do it to mark the occasion and to publicly let them tell their story of their faith in Jesus. And family comes around and the whole church comes around and we make it a big deal and we celebrate. And that's what we're going to do today. Um, and you're going to experience that a lot around East Cobb Church. As, if, you're, if you're here, if you come back, you're going to see more baptisms in future Sundays. Though, I know that that mean, doesn't necessarily mean that you understand what in the world it is and why we do it. And that's what the series is about. And that's why I want to take just a few minutes before we launch into these stories. And I want to talk about what is baptism. And the two questions that I want to answer on one hand is, um, what does baptism mean? And, and then secondly, where does it come from? So what does baptism mean? Baptism is, uh, we say this every time, that baptism is an outward symbol of an inner, inward reality. It's an outward symbol of an inward reality that we actually believe happens to a person when they put their faith in Jesus. The Apostle Paul describes it this way. This is the verse I wanted to read for you if you're wondering, what is baptism? Why do we do this again? The Apostle Paul says it this way. He says, or don't you know, he's been talking about um, their faith in Jesus and he's been you know, addressing one common misconception. He's like, well, if God forgives my sins, should I just sin anyway? It doesn't matter. And he's like, well, no, no, no. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized, there's our word, dunked, immersed, fully you know, baptized into Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Everybody say the word united. United, yeah. This is the idea is in baptism. So when we talk about having faith in Christianity... That right there is what we are talking about, having or putting our faith in. It's what Jesus has done for us. Excuse me. We're putting our faith in what Jesus has done for us, that he didn't just die. No, he died for us. 
for our sins that we might be forgiven. He didn't just rise from the dead. No, he, he rose from the dead for us that we might have resurrection or what we call everlasting life. Um, when we put our faith in Jesus, we get to participate. We get to grab a hold of. We get to receive what it is that he has done for us. So for example, like when I put my faith in Jesus, it's my sin that is nailed to the cross. And it's my sinful nature that is put down into the grave, dead and gone. And simultaneously, when I put my faith in Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit of God that lives in me, uh, my soul comes alive. You know, just like Jesus came alive, my soul comes alive. And a new me busts out of the grave, forever alive, forever free. When we put our faith in Jesus, what happened to him, that's what we believe, literally happens to us at the spiritual level. We're united with him. We share in, we participate in what Jesus has done for us. And that's why we call Jesus, the gospel of Jesus, we call it good news. That it's a gift of God by grace to everyone. Because Jesus didn't just come to model really good behavior. He didn't just come to be like a really good teacher. We're like, oh man, that point was so good. No, 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 no. The main reason Jesus came, did you know this? He came to address our deepest and most dire need. He came to save us from the sin that is killing us. And that's why we call him a savior. And baptism is a picture of what we receive, what we get to participate in. We get to be when we are united with Jesus, when we place our faith in him. In fact, I just love the way uh, the message version of the Bible describes or puts the same verse I just read to you. It's a paraphrasing in everyday language of the Bible text. If you ever don't know what a verse means, go look it up in the message. It's not an actual translation, but it is accurate and it's really clear. It says this, this is Eugene Peterson's rendering of the same passage. He says, this is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. But when we came out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. I love that. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we were lowered into the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised out of the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus. What we believe is this, if we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. Baptism, it's an outward symbol of an inward reality. Or here's the working definition I'd give you if you were wondering, what actually is baptism? The baptism is a declaration of our allegiance to Jesus, and it's a demonstration of our transformation by Jesus. That's what baptism is. That's why we do it. It is a declaration of our allegiance to Jesus and a demonstration of our transformation by Jesus. It's this beautiful ritual that the church has been celebrating for centuries and centuries. So that's what baptism means. But I also want to just take one second and, and tell you what baptism actually, like, sorry, where actually it came from. Um, and not only because I think the history of baptism, if I explain it for just a second, it's going to make it richer in your eyes. And in your understanding, um, but also because I want us to understand the long, 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 long tradition that we are standing in the middle of when we baptize somebody. And by the way, if you're not a Christian, I think for you, what I'm hoping is that just something like baptism, we might take the weird out a little bit and add some meaning in. I know what it's like to show up in a church and be like, Whoa, what's happening? And um, if that's ever your experience, I hope this series and today especially might do a little bit, take a little bit of the weird out. And make your picture of Christianity a little sharper, a little richer. And maybe you'll discover a, a beautiful picture that happens regularly in church that maybe means more to you now, hopefully, than it would before. And so I want to talk a little bit about where it came from. And, and like, man, like a lot of things in uh, our church life, baptism finds its origin in ancient Judaism. And we talked about that last week with communion. It's the same thing. Finds its origin in ancient Judaism. Baptism, or we, they didn't call it that, but immersion in water, like dunking in water, self-actually immersion in water, was an ancient Jewish practice, a very regular practice of ritual cleansing, rich religious cleansing that was prescribed by the law of Moses. You remember him, let my people go. We talked about him last week. Uh, and it was commanded so that somebody could be ritualistically clean and engage in religious life, which was pretty much like all of Jewish life. So if you, if you wanted to be clean, you needed to wash yourself. And so people would do this all the time. Like, for example, if you were going to the temple, like Sunday, and for them, it would have been on Saturday. Um, if you were unclean for any reason, there were several ways that you could become ceremonially or religiously unclean, like physically. Uh, if you were celebrating a holiday and you were offering a sacrifice, you wanted to go worship God on like your, their version of Christmas. They didn't have Christmas, obviously. Uh, if you, um, 
uh, if, if, where's my list? Oh, if you were coming into town, like from one town into Jerusalem and your family was there and they're all gonna go to the, the synagogue. Well, if that was the case, then you would do this. If you were a priest doing anything in the temple, if you were a new convert to Judaism, like, hey, I wanna become a Jew. Well, then you would do this. You would, you would, you would immerse yourself in, in water. You would get baptized. Again, they didn't call it that word, but they, it's why we translate it today. Uh, they would dunk in water, do this like ritual cleaning. Um, and, and again, the idea wasn't just that like you're taking a bath. It was that you would, at the same time as you're cleaning your body, you'd be making your, yourself ritually and, and religiously clean. Um, and the idea was this, that God would count in his mercy. He would count washing on the outside for washing on the inside. Because, you know, I can't wash my heart. I can't clean my soul. There's no way I can do that. But God in his grace said to the Israelites, no, I will count your outward washing for what, I, what you really need, and that is your inward cleansing. So you go in faith, ceremonially wash your body, and I will count it as if you are clean because I love you too much to let your sins separate you from me. Because you can't come into God's presence with unclean hands and an unclean heart. But God says, hey, just wash your body. And in my grace, I'll just have mercy on you. And we'll just count it as that you are clean. And so this was just a rhythmic part of Jewish life. They have these things called mikvahs, these little tubs, these pools all around Jerusalem. People had them in their houses because religious life and regular life, they were just like this for Jewish people. So they would do this all the time. They would baptize. So it's in this context, centuries of this going on, normal to Jewish people. It's into this context that a, a man named John, actually Yohanan would be the, his Hebrew name. He, he is born and he grows up. This man comes on the scene in Jerusalem and he's living out in the wilderness, kind of a weirdo, like eating locusts and stuff. People are like, that's weird. But he starts baptizing people in the Jordan River, which would be nothing new at all. But what was new was that he was inviting people to, to declare their allegiance to God in a fresh way. And to become ritually clean in a fresh way. To prepare them for something extraordinary that God was about to do. And I mean crowds and crowds and crowds and hordes of people came. To be baptized in the Jordan River by whom we call John the Baptizer. John the Baptist. And he was preparing them for this special thing that God was going to do. And people were like, oh my gosh, what is it? What is it? We're waiting to see what it is. And then it happens. One day, a young rabbi named Yeshua, whom we call Jesus, walks up to the banks of the Jordan River. And John goes, look, everyone, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then later on, he would actually add to it this. He would say, I baptize you with water. This is so cool. But he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I baptize you with water. You guys have been baptizing with water all your lives. For centuries, we've been doing this. Here's the one who's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In other words, what this um, ritual of washing has done on the outside, Jesus is going to do on the inside. What baptizing did to clean your body, Jesus is going to do to your soul. So follow him. Look at him. And the rest is history. Jesus is baptized right there with John. He goes on to do miracles, signs, and wonders. He teaches with authority that nobody had ever seen. And then he dies on a cross for the sins of the world. And he rises from the dead three days later. And ever since then, every time somebody puts their faith in Jesus, Jesus does for them exactly what John said. He makes them clean. He makes them clean. Their sin goes down into the grave and the new them is born. He raises a new them back to life to be forever alive and forever clean. That's what it means to be baptized into Jesus. And here's why we baptize people when they put their trust in Jesus and the faith in Jesus. Because simply Jesus told us to. This is what we call the great commission. Jesus, right before he ascends into heaven, he says these words. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and in the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So I want you to go make disciples and I want you to baptize them. Why? Because it's an outward symbol of the inward reality of what happens when somebody places their faith in me. Old you dead and gone, new you alive and kicking because of Jesus and what he has done for us. And so that's what we're doing today. We're baptizing. That's what baptism is. That's where it comes from. And that's why it's so, so beautiful. It's such an important part of the life of our church. It's a public celebration of some students in this case who have declared their allegiance for Jesus. And who want to show you a visible picture through them being dunked and through the story that they're going to tell of how they've been transformed by Jesus. So they've already done their part. They're going to tell you their story and they're going to get baptized and you're going to see that in a minute. But your part is to celebrate.
My part, your part is to celebrate. Our part is to throw a party and make a big deal as if we really are proud of them, number one, which I know we are. Number two, as if we uh, are thankful that what they're saying is true of them, is true of us, that Jesus really is our savior, that he has forgiven our sins, that he has given us an everlasting life. And we think that's amazing. That's worth cheering for. And then we would cheer and we would make a big deal as if we agree with them that he is the name above every name, that he is worthy of our praise, that he is worth celebrating. So when we cheer as a church, that's what we're doing. We're agreeing with them and going, yeah, and we're saying, hey, we're proud of you. And not only that, we're thankful with you and we're gonna praise God with you. So our part in this church, like I say every time, is to make a really big deal. So um, in fact, I think some of them are in the room. If not, they're definitely up there. I'm wondering like on three, let's just do a trial run for um, when we're gonna cheer for each one of these incredible nine students. Um, so here we go. On the count of three, let's make a really big noise. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go. All right. Um, well, now it's time to get going. Um, incredibly excited for you to hear the story of Eric. Here we go. My name is Eric Kozma. I'm 17. I'm a senior at Pope High School. Growing up, I was always uh, in a Christian household. Uh, we went to church every Sunday. And there was this one time when I was around seven and we stopped going to church for a while. And then we came back, but then COVID happened. During COVID, uh, I stopped like paying attention to God. And I still believed in him and knew he was there. And I was still like, saw myself as a Christian, but I wasn't like doing anything about it. A year before lockdown ended, I went to this one camp and like I really liked it. And I started to like try to get more into God again. We started going back to church for a bit. And then we moved from Philadelphia down to Georgia. I came to East Cobb Church because my aunt and uncle uh, went here. And so they invited us to come over and go to come to the youth for me and my brother. And uh, the first time I came, I was kind of nervous, didn't know anybody. Then after going to school and going to church and having all these friends, I became way more comfortable. After coming to Inside Out for a couple weeks, there's a camp that happened called Vertical Reality. And that's where me and my small group got the closest with each other and our small group leaders. When I was younger, I put my faith in Jesus in Philadelphia, but I never actually took the step of getting baptized. And now that I'm feeling more comfortable, I want to take that next step. Something that I want people to know about Jesus is that he's always there, even if you don't think he is. I just want to thank my small group leaders and my small group uh, to help me find my faith in Jesus and my family here and in Philadelphia. My name is Eric Kozma, and I put my faith in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, Eric. Man, take a second, look out at the faces here. If you make some noise for Eric again real quick, man. Yeah, is that awesome? Everyone here supporting you. We're really proud of you, Eric. We're so excited for you in this decision you're making. I remember the first Sunday you came to Inside Out, you moved from Philadelphia, and uh, man, instantly you were just building a great community of friendships, getting in with your small group, and uh, more importantly than that, you were starting to build your faith, and um, like you said in your video about vertical reality, you experienced God in a new and a fresh way, and I'm just so happy that that happened for you, uh, and that you made a decision to start following him and to be baptized. Um, I speak on behalf of everyone that's out here. We are so, so proud of you. Um, it's been awesome to, to get to know you as a friend, to beat you in spike ball a few times. <laughs> um, and maybe one day you'll beat me, but no, Eric, we're super, super proud of you. Um, excited for you. And I can't wait for what God has in store for your future. Uh, and so it's my pleasure and my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Brady Donahue and I go to Lasseter High School. So I had originally gone to Upstreet and my mom, she decided it was, it'd be a good idea for me to like age up and like go to a new church. And when she heard about East Cobb, she was like, hey, why not go here with some of your friends? So like we got a group of friends together and we all started going to East Cobb. Starting off at Transit, I loved my group leader, Eric, and my two high school leaders, Colin and Tucker. Before I went to East Cobb, church I actually my grandma passed away it was in it was like the year COVID started and it really hit somewhere in my heart I felt like God had like punished me for something that I didn't know because we were already driving up there to see her one more time before she had died but she had died before we had gotten there and I was like mad because I thought maybe he did that for a reason when we were at Daytona I like, 
on the night the pastor said, if you put your full trust in God, please stand. And when I stood, I felt like my grandma was calling to me saying, good decision, buddy, good decision. So well, after that, I mean, I started praying a lot more at night. Like before I wasn't, you know, praying as much. Like I'm prayed maybe like every week or like every other week. But now I pray every night that, you know, my mom is blessed, my dad, and then that my grandma's up there, like looking down on all of us, making sure we're all okay. And I like to thank my mom and my dad. I mean, my dad, and oh, they both encouraged me to start going to church more. Now I like every week, I'm like, they ask me if I want to go to church, and I'm like, is that even a question anymore? I'll say thank you to my transit leader, Eric, and the two high schoolers, Colin and Tucker, for helping me first start to build that faith. And then my new leaders, Chris, Clay, and Day, for helping me understand it more. The biggest thing I've learned about Jesus is that he died for us so that we could have our life now. My name is Brady Donahue, and I put my life in Jesus' hands. This guy, that video is so chill compared to the real Brady, right? Where are my ninth grade boys? Where are you at out there? Here we go. Let's get some cowbells back there. Brady, I'm so thankful for you. Um, we both said we were going to get emotional. So you are such a joy. You make me smile. You make me laugh. No one knows what's going to come out of your mouth. And it is such a joy to see you put your trust in Jesus. Um, Jamie just said this was signing day. I was there on declaration day when you put your faith in Jesus. And it was so awesome to see that group of guys come around you and love on you. It, it was just one of the most unique and memorable moments of my entire life. Um, I'm very, very blessed to be able to invest this time with you and all of these awesome guys that I know that love you. I'm so thankful uh, that your faith is actually driving you to become the man that you want to be. And I can't wait for these next four years together. You pumped? I'm pumped. I'm pumped too. Um, it is because of this incredible profession in faith right. in Jesus that I get to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. My name is Molly Cochran, and I'm a freshman at Pope High School. When I was six, I moved here from Houston, and we had previously gone to a Methodist church, but when we moved here, we started going to North Point. We hadn't gone very much, so I kind of lost my faith through that. Recently, I started going to East Cobb Church. I started when I was in eighth grade at Transit, and I basically started going when I went to transit weekend and I got a super close with my leader and my group and everyone there and I had so much fun. My relationship with my small group has grown so much over the summer and with, with Daytona. On the Wednesday night at Daytona, the pastor asked um, if you'd like to accept Jesus to stand up and I did and it was so exciting and my group was so excited for me. It was just one of the best nights ever. I did this because of his forgiveness for me and because I had gotten so much closer over the years with him. And in that moment, I just knew that I needed to stand up and I needed to profess my faith for Jesus. After Daytona, everything just went super fast. I got so much closer so fast with God and I felt a huge change in my life and I was so much happier all the time and I, felt like I could be more confident in myself, and it just felt so good. I would like to thank my small group leader, Jessica and Chandler, for always supporting me and always um, lifting me up whenever I would get down or and encouraging me to talk in small group and all the things that led me to where I am now. I want to thank my best friend, Sophia, for challenging me in Christ and in life in general. I want to thank one of my other best friends, Kelsey, for being a light in my life and really showing me who I wanted to be. 
and my friends, all my other friends and family. I just want to thank all of them. My name is Molly and I publicly profess my faith in Jesus Christ. Molly, this is so exciting. I know that you have family here, but I also know that our small group is out there for you. <laughs> and we are beyond excited for you. Molly, you really re-engaged at Transit Weekend. And since then, I saw your faith grow. I saw you develop a faith of your own. And it was so great getting to know you. And what you said in your video was true. Daytona was an incredible experience. And for us to experience that with you was something I don't think any of us will ever, ever forget. And since then, your faith did take off. And you, you have grown. You started asking challenging questions. You started pushing yourself. You stepped up. You became even a bigger role model with the group. And I know that that's happening in church and out of church. And it's just it's amazing to watch. It's been so fun to watch. And you're so brave. And we're so proud of you. And it is because of your public declaration of faith that it is my honor and my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Parker Monroe. I go to Pope High School and I'm 16 years old. I grew up in a Christian household all my life, going to church every Sunday with my family. When my grandma died around COVID, I stopped going to church and stopped believing. The weekend that my sister got baptized, I started going back to church in East Cobb. Going into East Cobb, I really like my leaders, Miller and Rory, and like my whole group, Andrew Heaton and all that. I really liked the pastor, Nick, and the whole community around it was very loving and I really knew everyone. Andrew Heaton told me a lot about Daytona, how good it was and it would change your life. And I never really knew how it, big it was going to be. The messages stood out to me and the song Reckless Love meant a lot for me because it taught me how much he cares for me and what he does for me. Going back to the hotel, I was talking with Logan, my small group leader, and I decided to tell him what I felt and I wanted to put my faith in Jesus. Something I learned about Jesus is he always cares for us. He'll always do the good for us. And he doesn't care what we do. He'll still love us no matter what. After deciding to follow Christ, I'm excited to go to church every Sunday, see all my friends in my small group and my leaders. I'm excited to start volunteering in my church and start growing my faith with Jesus. I want to thank Andrew Heaton for inviting me to Daytona this year. I want to thank my whole small group leaders and my small group. I want to thank my family for always believing me and always supporting me. My name is Parker Monroe, and I put my faith in Jesus. Here we go, man. Here we go. Parker, man, it is such a joy that we're here today. Uh, I just want to take a pause. Look at these people out here. We got your family. We got our Inside Out small group. We got some of your friends. But Joe, Parker, it's been such a joy ever since I've met you. You are one of the funniest guys I know, just keeping the joy up in the group. Uh, but one of the things I'm just so proud in you is you become a young man just asking just great questions. You constantly, for every group that we've had, you've always been talking constantly. You've had such great questions out there. And you're so eager to figure out what Christ has in store for you. So today, and through your video that we've seen here, it's so cool to see that even reckless love, even that song, you recognize how much Jesus loves you, that he has a plan for you, he wants to guide you. And so I want to talk to you today and tell you and guide you in your public profession of faith that I want to baptize you in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Kylie Fergala and I'm a senior at Pope High School. So growing up, I went to Upstreet at North Point Community Church and I really only went because my mom would take me and my sister. I didn't really have much of a desire to be there. Um, it was just kind of something that I was told to do. <laughs> and then in middle school, I went to transit also at North Point and I really only went because of the social aspect. I liked being part of a small group and going on retreats and all that fun stuff, but I never really felt God's presence anywhere. 
Towards the end of middle school, I stopped going to church altogether. I was just busy with sports and hanging out with friends. And then when I got to high school, I became really preoccupied with other things and developed some really bad habits. If you were to ask me about my faith, I would say that I didn't have one and that I was a non-believer. My junior year was a really hard year for me. And what got me going to Inside Out was my little sister. She's going to transit at East Cobb and I saw her relationship with God and the friend groups that she made. And I really wanted a relationship like that, but it was hard for me to commit to going. I would wake up on Sunday mornings and say, I'm gonna go to Inside Out tonight. And then Sunday night would roll around and I wouldn't go to Inside Out until my small group leader, Kelly, reached out to me. Um, and I kind of took that as a sign to go. When I went, I met some really amazing people and I just kept coming back and I've made some really good friendships there. I feel like since I've got home from Daytona and since I've made the decision to put my faith in Jesus that I feel so much happier and so much more at peace in my life. I like to thank my small group and my small group leaders, Kelly and Anna. They've been the best support group I could ask for throughout this entire faith journey of mine. I'd also like to thank my little sister. Um, she's the reason I'm at Inside Out and she's the reason I'm here right now. I'm Kylie Fergala and I'm here today to tell everyone that I've put my faith in Jesus. I think it's so cool that Kelsey's one of the reasons you're here because just beforehand Kelsey was just passing out confetti like everywhere. So all the confetti that's going to be thrown is partly because Kelsey did it. Everybody's talked about joy of everybody, but they don't know Kylie. The joy you bring into a room is incredible. Um, and ever since you first showed up, you brought energy and happiness, not just to our small group, but to the entire youth group. And now you have Jesus. So the joy in the Jesus that you are going to bring into a room is going to be unstoppable for the people who are just drawn to you. Um, you mentioned in your video, for a while you didn't have the desire to be here and that it led you to some bad habits. And I want you to know that even now that you have Jesus, you're going to face moments where there's no desire. You're not going to have the desire to go to church or the desire to read your Bible. But the closer you can get to Jesus and the obedience of following him is where the peace comes. Not all moments will be Daytona moments, but if you are next to him, you will always have peace that he offers you. And I am so excited to be here. We've made it through without crying, so we're doing pretty good. Um, and it's my honor to baptize you because of your public profession of faith in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hi, I'm Cameron, I'm 18, and I'm a senior at Kennesaw Mountain High School. I grew up in a really loving family, and we weren't very consistent at going to church, but my parents tried their best to keep me in church. I went to religion class once a week, but I really felt like I was just memorizing facts about God instead of building my own faith, so it was more of I knew of Jesus rather than really getting to know him. A little over a year ago, my friend Kendall invited me to an event at her church, East Cobb, and I was really excited because she always made church seem so fun. So I came and I had a great time. All the girls were super sweet and I got to meet all the leaders and they were super kind. So I just kept coming back after that. It didn't really click for me until me and my small group went to Vertical Reality together in February. And that's where I became really confident in my faith. And I was really excited to come home and show everyone what I had learned. After Vertical Reality, I kept coming back to East Cobb Inside Out, and I continued to grow relationships with God and with my small group. And then I got the amazing opportunity this summer to go to Daytona Beach with my small group for a camp, and that is where I decided to put my faith in Jesus. Before I went to Daytona, I was really praying for a sign of God's presence that he was still pursuing me. And I knew that I was interested in getting baptized and continuing my faith. So after night two in Daytona, we heard a really powerful message and we went down to the floor for worship. And I was just overwhelmed with the presence of God in that moment, in that room. And I knew that was the sign that I needed that I should be baptized. 
Before following Jesus, I felt that I was really anxious and confused, and I often felt like I wasn't worthy enough for God's love. But after coming back from Daytona, I feel like I've built my faith on a firm foundation, and I know that I am worthy of God's love. I want to thank my family for supporting me on my journey with faith and my entire small group, especially Kendall, for bringing me to church and my small group leaders, Kelly and Anna, for always answering my questions and listening to me ramble and helping me build my faith on a firm foundation. My name is Cameron, and I'm here to publicly profess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Do you see them all? That's so fun. Um, In your video, Cameron, you said that you knew facts and you memorized, but it was that you didn't have, you didn't get to know Jesus. And I think that's so relatable. Um, It's easy to memorize and it's easy to check boxes, but surrendering is hard, but you've done it. And I've watched you not ramble and but all of your questions are how you take it beyond just facts and you want to know personally and you want to see just exactly who Jesus is to you and that's why you're so wise you're in our group and you speak up and you answer questions and you listen to others and you offer this wisdom that you've sought out and you've learned Um, and it's what makes you so incredibly special in our group Um, I remember you saying you didn't want to go to VR and that you weren't sure this place was for you. It's a long drive and it's a big commitment. Um, And you just let God convince you that it it was just okay to go. And like you said in your video, VR was the place where you found that firm foundation. Um, And this place is so for you and you belong here. And I can't imagine ECIO without Cameron. Um, And it's because of your public profession of faith that I get to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm Sophia, and I'm a junior at Laster High School. I grew up in a Christian household, and my dad was a pastor. Uh, I went to Eastside Christian School for middle school, so I've always been in that around that Christian environment. So growing up, um, I was always connected in a youth group, always connected in church, but I never really under understood it. I just grew up around it, so that's all I knew. Um, and then sophomore year, I became super disconnected. I cut off church. I stopped going to youth and it was, I had a really rough year because of it. And the summer of my junior year, my sister was talking about going to Daytona and my mom was encouraging me to go, but I thought it was stupid and I didn't have anybody to go with. And later I was at one of my really close friends house and he told me that he was going and uh, encouraged me and pushed me to go. And so I ended up going and there I had an incredible experience and I made so many new friends. On Wednesday morning, the message really spoke to me. And that night I just, I had that moment where I felt just overflowed by the love of Jesus. And it just made me realize that being around those people and being in that environment is so important. And it was so encouraging. Um, my parents would always talk about experiencing this peace and joy um, through Jesus, and I never really understood it. I feel like in middle school, I was too young to understand it. And even freshman year, I it just didn't really make sense to me, and I felt like I was too young. And just being disconnected sophomore year just really shows um, the way I've changed this year in being connected with him. And in Daytona, I just had that moment where I went home and I just got it. Like, I understand this peace and joy that you experience with the love of Jesus in your heart. And I do a devotional every single day and just opening my Bible and getting to read God's word every single morning just puts me in the right mindset for the day. Since I've experienced that peace and joy um, that I find in Jesus, there's hope for the future, and I just know that God has a plan for me. And I'm reminded of it by Philippians 4, 6 through 7, um, where it talks about being anxious for nothing, um, but in everything by prayer, and that the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds. And I just want to thank my small group and my small group leader, Kelly, for always supporting me and walking through this journey with me. I'm Sophia, and I've decided to put my faith in Jesus. And Sophia will never forget this day, you know, you and I and, and all these wonderful people. And it's kind of cool that this is happening on Thanksgiving weekend.
because that in itself is an expression I know of my gratitude for who you are and your gratitude to Jesus that's brought you to this moment. And I'm so grateful to East Cobb Church and Pastor Nick and Kelly and folks who've invested into you and set up this whole service, you know, centered around baptism and allowing me to be a part of it and to participate. I'm Sophia's dad, by the way. Um, For our family, this moment has been a long time coming because Sophia will remember when she was six and seven, she relentlessly pestered us to be baptized, but we knew it had nothing to do with Jesus and everything to do with wanting to swim in the tank. Um, But even there, we we dreamed of this moment. We dreamed of this day when you would um, commit your life to Jesus and it would be your choice. It's the most important choice of your whole life is right now to commit yourself to Christ in this church. And we're proud of you and just proud of the young lady that you are. And we love you. And I love you. So, Soph, uh, based on your profession of faith and the lordship of Jesus Christ over the world and over your life, I'm privileged to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I'm Maggie Moss. I'm a sophomore at Pope High School. Growing up, my family wasn't very much of a church family. My mom had always asked us to go to church, but it never really happened. My journey with the Lord started in April of ninth grade when I was introduced to East Cup Church. I first founded ECIO through my friend Calvin. He had been inviting me to church for a few weeks, but I had always put it off because it wasn't just something I grew up doing. It wasn't something I was comfortable with. But then one day he told me just to get ready, get in the car and just trust him. So I did and we ended up at East Cobb Church. Pulling into the parking lot, I was really nervous and I was kind of scared because like I didn't know these people. I didn't know if I'd be separated from him. But as soon as we got there, it took no time at all to make it feel like it was home. Watching some of the girls in my small group walk with God has been like life changing. Since the day I got there, I have watched them walk with their faith and it's made me want to build a faith up of my own and not just like build off of theirs. Another huge step in my faith would be when our church took a trip to Daytona. There were so many amazing messages in Daytona and I think the one that hit closest to home was Wednesday night. The guy was talking about how we need to build up a faith of our own and not rely on others' faith and like their journeys and we have to like build it off of our own. And at the end of his speech, he told everyone who was ready to build their faith with God to stand up. So I stood up and the best part of it all was I looked next to me and two of my best friends, Kylie and Carson, were standing next to me too. Kylie takes one look at us and she just grabs us both and we all just start crying. That hug, the moment, the trip, everything was the push towards Jesus I needed to decide to get baptized. Since I've put my faith in Jesus, I've found myself a lot more happy. Even in the harder times, I found myself more forgiving and trusting in God and with the others around me. I wanna thank my small group leader, Kelly. Since the day I met Kelly, she was so openly introducing herself. She gave me her number the first time we met. She's always checked in on me and she always knows what to say and what I need to hear in the right moment. She's definitely been my number one supporter through a lot of it, even though I haven't known her that long, but she's been a bright light that Jesus has been using through her to get to me. And Kelly, thank you for everything. I cannot be more thankful for you. I am Maggie and I am here today to publicly profess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. My favorite part of your story is that you didn't even know you were coming and you were basically kidnapped and you were brought here against your will and you loved it. And this is going to be the coolest illustration of your walk with Jesus because he is going to take you places you don't want to go and you're not going to know where it is, but you can trust him. Just like you trusted Calvin, you can trust Jesus. And if you will just blindly go where he's trying to take you, it'll get so much better than ECIO, I promise. In your video, you talk about wanting to build a faith of your own and not just like your friend's faith. My prayer for you is you always surround yourself with friends who have faiths you want to have like that, but that you're that to somebody else. I want you to have a faith that other people look to and say, that's what I want. So today we're dunking the old Maggie and we're going to bring up a new Maggie and you are going to be the only Jesus some people see. And so I pray that you are a reliable replica of him. 
And it is because of your public profession of faith that I get to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hi, my name is Evie Buffington. I'm 17 and I go to Kell High School. When I was growing up, I was involved in a lot of sports, so I was always on and off with church. And then my sister got involved in a church group and so did my mom and my dad. And I was the only one who really wasn't until recently, this past summer, I got involved. I first went to Inside Out about a year ago. It was the silent disco cowboy party and Kenny invited me to come and I went and I had a blast. Kenny convinced me so much to go to Daytona this summer. I wasn't going to go because of volleyball, but the last day to sign up for Daytona, I signed up at the Braves game with her next to me, texting my coach saying I won't be there. And while I was down there, I just... It was an amazing experience and I can't even describe it in words. He really spoke out to me and that one made me want to put my faith in Jesus even more and grow my relationship with him. Pastor Reed was speaking on Wednesday night and he asked for everyone to close your eyes in the room. And if you were ready to take that next step and put your faith in Jesus to stand up, it felt like I didn't have any control in my body. I just stood up automatically, like with no control, no regrets, just standing up and filled with pure joy standing there with happy tears in my eyes. But I knew it was the right choice to, make, to stand up and put my faith in Jesus. Now that I follow Jesus, I bring him into my sports too, which is volleyball. I like to honor him and play for him. For every match, we pray. And that has been a big part of each game. I want to thank Kenny Cochran for convincing me to go to Daytona in church and her mom, Jamie Cochran, for texting my parents and getting them on board with me going on the trip. And I'm just so thankful for her because she has done so much for me and just made life so much better for myself. My name is Evie, and I'm excited to say that I put my faith in Jesus. a total party back here, but I want you to see the party that's happening out there. It's so fun. There's like so much confetti on the floor. When we met, I knew how important volleyball was to you. Volleyball was a big deal, which is why we didn't see you for a really long time. And then you started to come back. Thank you, Kenny. And you could tell that sports was a priority. And when you, God was pushing you to go to Daytona, and I'm so proud of you for just praying and asking God for direction in that. And it was a little Jesus and probably a little Kenny, but whatever it took, I'm so happy that you came. And you came, you went to Daytona and you were all in. You didn't think about volleyball, you played sand volleyball, but you, you just were so present and so eager to see what God was gonna show you. And it turns out he was gonna show you himself. And you are all in. And I'm so proud of how you do that. Um, I'm proud of how you've switched your priorities. Now Jesus is first and you take him into your sport with you and you're changing your team, and you're changing the people around you. Evie you're, Evie, you're such a natural leader, but if you continue to be a faithful follower of Jesus, you are gonna be so dynamic and bring so many more people to him. And it is such an honor and a privilege because of your public profession of faith to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Guys, we want to celebrate the students that had the courage to get up and do this today. But more importantly, we want to celebrate the God who makes a way for that life change. Would you guys stand and sing with us? The cross was not a vehicle for you to find. 
Hey, uh, can y'all hear me? Am I on? I'm on. Hey, why don't y'all give it up again for these amazing students? I think most of them are over here. Congratulations, guys. We're really so proud of you. Congratulations to parents, to family, siblings, grandparents, uncles. We know that this moment's a huge landmark for your family. It's a huge accomplishment uh, for your parenting. I know that this one moment represents years of prayer and years of an investment and love and sacrifice. So congratulations. Well done, parents. We are so proud of you and grateful for you and grateful just to be a, a partner, one of the partners in your life and these amazing young people. I mean, we believe in them so much like you do and love them so much. So congratulations to all of you guys. It's really, really incredible. Whew, what a day. That's my favorite thing we do in church. I, I hope you see why. Um, it's just so powerful. It's amazing. To those of you who ever wonder, how does God feel about you? Man, I hope it's so clear. Our God is love. That's who he is. I don't care what somebody else has told you or how somebody's made you feel or what you've read somewhere or seen in the headlines. Our God is love and he loves you. He loves you. Whatever picture you have, it is not big enough. And if you've ever wondered, is God showing up like in your story? Does he have something specifically for you? Oh, I hope those stories convinced you. I mean, did you hear all the different ways that God loves and that God was just moving in these students' lives, all the different ways that he was there walking with them, sometimes when they didn't even realize it at the time? I mean, so nuanced because God is a personal God who loves you and he's with you. It's amazing. He's in the middle of your story right now, whether you already you see him there or not, whether you realize that he's there or not. And by the way, to, to the person in the room that maybe you're an adult and you're going, I mean, yeah, but those are students. Those are just teenagers. And you're so many years beyond them and your questions, maybe they're bigger, maybe they're more advanced, who knows? I just want to say two things. One, they're pretty smart. You should talk to one of them. Really critical thinkers. They ask really big questions. Questions a lot of adults don't think to ask. But number two, um, a PhD will help you explore God, but it is not required for you to experience God because God will meet you right where you are. Right where you already understand. And I just hope you know that. God's meeting you right where you are right now. I just wanted to close by reading this, this passage from Acts. The apostle Paul is in Athens and he, he preaches to a bunch of people that they didn't know God, the God that created the heavens and the earth. And he said this, this is the one message he had for them. And for some of you, this is just the one message I want to leave you with is he says, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth. And he does not live in temples built by human hands. He was standing in front of a big Greek temple. He's not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. He says a few words about how God created everything in the world. And he said this, I love this. God did this so that mankind would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. I hope if nothing else that these stories have convinced you, God is not far from you. He's a lot closer than you think. And if you reach out, you'll find him. You'll find him just like they have. Just like they have. So I end with the question I end with every time. Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who wants to go next? Who needs to be next to tell your story of what Jesus has done in your life and why you have put your faith and your trust in him? Who's next? Maybe it's you. Maybe you have never been baptized. Maybe recently you've decided that you believe that Jesus isn't just someone else's savior, but no, he's, he's your savior. And, and the next step for you is to be baptized. Maybe some of you, you've been a Christian for a long, long, long time, but you've never taken this step of baptism. And you're thinking, maybe I should, maybe I should. Maybe you need to be next. I know some churches sprinkle. I know some churches baptize as babies and that's totally fine. We're all same team. Um, but we would love, if you, were want, if you want to explore it, we would love to talk with you about what it might look like for you to be baptized here as well and celebrate what Jesus has done in your, in your life. So who's next? Others of you though, you know the answer to who's next is someone that God has already placed you next to. It's someone who's not here yet. You're here, you've been baptized, but you go to work with somebody, you live next to somebody who has not heard how amazing Jesus is. They haven't seen for themselves the savior that you know. And maybe God's placed you next to them for this very reason that you start praying for them and just loving them in Jesus' name. And maybe when the time's right, you invite him to come discover the savior that you discovered who's changed your life that maybe he will change theirs as well. And they're gonna be next. 
Did you hear the names? Did you hear the names in the video? Calvin, Kindle. Maybe you need to be a name in somebody else's story. Who's next? Let me pray for us and then we will dismiss. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love us so much that you get involved in our stories. I mean, it was all over, all nine of those videos that you just, because of no, no reason other than you love us, you get involved in our stories and you pursue us and you are patient with us and you just dump your grace and your mercy on us through Jesus Christ. And we are so grateful. We are so grateful. Thank you for this beautiful outward symbol of an inward reality that the old us is dead and gone and the new us is forever alive in you, Jesus, because of your death and resurrection. We are so grateful and we just praise you today. Uh, and I pray for anyone in the room who's just at all wondering how you feel about them, that they would hear through the story of Jesus that you are love and you love them. So thank you for these courageous students. We just pray a blessing on them. Oh God, bless them. Continue to grow them up into the men and women you created them to be. And we pray that you would use them for, your, for great good and for your glory and for the, the creativity that you've put inside of them and the brilliance you've put inside them and the, uh, the, the potential that you put inside them. You continue just to fan that into a flame and they would just change the world. They do amazing things in this world. And you do incredible things in them and through them, even this next season in high school. So we're just so grateful for them and we pray a blessing over them. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen.